Well, today I want to go over four resources that I find helpful in my prayer life. And the first is essential. It's the Word of God. Surprising to me how many people uh, think that prayer is something distinct and separate from Bible reading. Um, it's like your devotional, for your devotional time, you read God's Word and then you set it aside and you begin going through your prayer list. I encourage you to use the Bible as you pray, to pray through God's words, uh, to, to use His promises and pray them back to Him. Um, and so I begin each quiet time or devotional, whatever you want to call it, I begin that by reciting four different passages in the Psalms, four verses. And I got this from John Piper. It's an acronym, I-O-U-S or I-O-U's. Begins with Psalm 119, verse 36. Incline my heart to your testimonies. So here I'm asking that the Lord would stir up within me the desire uh, to read his word. You know, sometimes we sit down and, and it's just another task on our list. Maybe it's the first thing. Maybe it's the last thing we do. Um, it, it, it oftentimes is just viewed as nothing more than that, just a, a task to accomplish. And so we want to begin by asking the Lord to, to give us a desire to know him and to know him through his word. Uh, and then we go on to Psalm 119, verse 18, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. So here I'm asking the Lord to provide insight and understanding as I read his word, that I'm not daydreaming and distracted. And that brings us to the third one, Psalm 86, 11, unite my heart to fear your name, All right? In order that we're not divided, that we don't come to God's word with a divided heart, distracted by all the various things that we have to do, uh, we ask that the Lord would give us a united heart. And so we're asking him to, to focus our attention upon his word, to give, to give us our, our whole being to this act of worship, um, our minds, our hearts, our will. And finally, satisfy me in the morning with your steadfast love from Psalm 90 verse 14. Satisfy me in the morning. So I want to come away from my reading of God's word uh, filled with gratitude uh, at the reminder of his goodness and love. And so I've prayed that, I-O-U-S, uh, takes a few minutes, and then I follow that into my Bible reading um, plan. Usually I'm using some kind of audio Bible that helps me to kind of engage with God's word uh, and, and focus throughout the reading. So I've got headphones on and it keeps me, um, it, it just keeps me engaged. If I'm just reading it um, with using my eyes, uh, my ears are hearing the distractions from the room. Um, if I'm just listening to it and not reading along in the Bible, the same thing can happen. My, my eyes will be distracted. And so I think by keeping both my ears focused on God's word as well as my eyes, uh, I can be the most engaged in my Bible reading, the, it, kind of the most immersive way of reading the Bible, in my opinion. So uh, some people read out loud to accomplish that. You can do that as well. But uh, I, I think if something, as I'm reading God's Word, whether it's you know two, three chapters or something like that, um, if there is something that stands out, I might highlight that or I might come back to it after I'm done. And then I'll use that passage to help help my prayer. Um, so I'll respond with some kind of application in my prayer life. So it's not... Um, it's not easy to do that, especially if you're reading through numbers or something, you know, to take a, a passage on the dimensions of the tabernacle and turn that into a, a deep uh, devotional prayer. It's, it's going to be challenging 
to begin with. And so I think there's some tools that can help us uh, to develop uh, a prayer life that is dependent upon God's Word. And I think you start with the Lord's Prayer. Um, it, it provides the thematic structure. I think that's really helpful. Uh, you've, you've probably heard the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, which stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. Well, all of those categories really come right out of the Lord's Prayer. And so it's a, it's a helpful tool to guide us in our prayer life. Um, and you can also read the Westminster Larger and Shorter Catechism. There's several questions there that deal with teaching us how to pray, and it follows along the various petitions of the Lord's Prayer. So there's a, a wealth of resources there with a lot, lots of other cross-references that will help you uh, to, to think more broadly rather than just reciting the Lord's Prayer, right? Using it for um, the categories that it provides. How do we praise God? How do we confess our sins to Him? How do we thank Him? Well, the Scripture gives you guidance in doing all of those things. It even teaches us how to um, cry out to Him in our supplications. So I, I think I encourage you to, to definitely begin there. But then once you're comfortable with praying through those various categories and using different passages of Scripture in those categories, I think the Psalms is a really good way to also uh, pray to use in your prayer life. Um, you can use the, the themes of various Psalms and even the language of the psalmist to guide you. And so, um, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to pray every verse of a Psalm, but as you read uh, a Psalm that might, uh, there one verse or two verses might stand out, you turn that into your own language and pray. And, and for this, the next resource I think is really helpful in giving you some tips on doing this. And it's Praying the Bible by Donald Whit uh, Whitney. Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. I'll, I'll provide some links in the video description. But he points out that the problem of our, our prayer life is that we typically fall into a rut where we just pray the same old thing the same old way. You know, and think about the prayer maybe before you, you have your family meal. Oftentimes you use the same language in that prayer, unless you're intentionally trying to, to say something different. Um, and so we, we, we might be convinced that we need to pray more, and yet we simply don't know what else to pray. We've just gotten used to using the same words in the same way. So the solution, he suggests, is using Scripture, learning to pray the language of Scripture, and especially the Psalms. And so he gives this example uh, and looking at the first few verses of Psalm 23. And I'm just going to give you one of his prayers that he, uh, how he turned the very beginning of Psalm 23 into a prayer. The Lord is my shepherd. You know that. You've heard that many times. Well, this is what he does with that phrase, and he turns it into his own prayer. He says, Lord, I thank you that you are my shepherd. You're a good shepherd. You have shepherded me all my life. And great shepherd, Please shepherd my family today. Guard them from the ways of the world. Guide them into the ways of God. Lead them not into temptation. Deliver them from evil, O great shepherd. I pray for my children. Cause them to be your sheep. May they love you as their shepherd, as I do. And Lord, please shepherd me in the decisions that, I, that are before me. Um, uh, sorry. Please shepherd me in the decision that's before me about my future. Do I make that move, that change, or not? I also pray for, your, for our under-shepherds at the church. Please shepherd them as they shepherd us. 
And so he continues to take the, the language of, of Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3, and he, he does this, he kind of develops a almost a, really a paragraph of, of prayer in his own words, but based upon that theme um, and those verses using the same language that's in the psalm. So it's, I think it's really helpful to see those examples that he gives, um, and, it, and it really simplifies it for us. Um, so again, I highly recommend that. There's a similar tool as well that I... Um, heard about and learned about in seminary and it's called a way to pray by matthew henry this this book it has been updated and revised by o palmer robertson so the first the first edition of of this was actually titled a method for prayer and it was published in 1710 um and so Matthew Henry does a, a great service to the church in providing just a wealth of examples for praying on various subjects. And, and he uses a lot of the Psalms, but he, he uses all of Scripture and, and just combines it into a prayer paragraph and then helps us to adapt it into either personal or corporate prayer language. And I, I'm grateful for the updated edition by O. Palmer Robertson um, that kind of just gives it a, a modern feel. And he's edited and even added a few uh, prayers of his own in, in the back. Really, really good. Um, again, let me just provide you one example from that book. Uh, and it's a particularly relevant subject. So it, it gives you just numerous examples of situations you might be in that you can pray through. And so, for instance, this example is when a plague of infectious disease strikes your land, cry out for the Lord's mercy. This is a really short prayer, but an example where he uses Exodus 23, verse 25, Psalm 91, 3, and 2 Samuel 24, 16. He takes those three verses and he applies it in this way. He says, Bless our bread and our water, and take sickness from our land. Deliver us from the pestilence that threatens to engulf us. Command the destroying angel to put his sword into his sheath. Be moved to pity when you see our calamity and restrain your hand of judgment. So he provides so many examples in his book that I think this one is also worth keeping close by when you're um, praying. And then finally, I recommend um, one fairly new app called the uh, it's Echo the Echo Prayer app. It, you'll find it for both um, iOS and Android for your smartphone. But I primarily use this to keep track of the people who have asked me to pray for specific things. I get missionary newsletters that I add to it. I get um, prayer requests from individuals in our church that I'll add to it. And then I'm just, as I'm praying through them, sometimes I'm checking in on those folks, letting them know I'm praying for them, um, let it, asking if there's anything to update, and then I'll go back into the app and I'll update it. So it's just sort of a, a, a rotation of the the various lists of prayer requests that I've received um, really over the over the length of time that I've had the app. Some have been answered and they get archived into a, a separate list. Others have uh, just keep rotating through and, it, and it'll bring them up um, just on a regular basis as you're praying. So I might spend five to 10 minutes in that app as well each day. But of course, you can take all of these things and you could pray for hours if you wanted. And some people do and have in this way. Um, but, but you can absolutely use all of these methods in, in five to ten minutes, where you just spend a couple of minutes in a psalm 
couple of minutes in the Echo Prayer app, a couple of minutes from your devotional um, scripture passages that you've read, and and I, I think you'll you'll begin to really appreciate how valuable God's Word is in teaching us to pray, and it's something that that we need to be doing. Um, regularly. It's it's one of the things that we're the most guilty of neglecting, right? If you want to really um, give someone a sense of guilt, ask them about their prayer life. Uh, I know you've, you've heard that before. So learning to pray the promises of God helps to guide our minds and to guard our hearts, especially in times of uncertainty like this. So I encourage you to take some of these um, resources and begin to utilize them.